When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. World outside your window may not be great, but here on Postal Recaps, everything is on fire. I am one of your hosts, Jason Reed. My other host with me is Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you? I'm 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 here. I'm definitely on fire because this episode is when I was like, oh yeah, all hope for humanity is done. The world um, is on fire. Yeah, the world's on fire. And it felt way too real, Jason. I was not having it. I yeah. did not appreciate how I was like, right, even a damn power won't help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are here to cover the show The Power, season one. We are on episode six. Uh, we're a little more than halfway done. Uh, we got we got some movement uh, mm-hmm. on plot a little bit. Uh, how did you feel overall about the episode? So? Yeah, I enjoyed this one, I think, better. I feel like, okay, this is a show I signed up for, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, where it is a little bit... Uh, you know, focusing on the power, right, per se, and we're actually getting to know how that's impacting and how, um, is it a menace? <laughs> like the opposite of feminist, whatever those weird, the Andrew Tates of the world. Right. I can't believe I have to Chauvinist, use that name. Chauvinist, you know, male, to- male toxic masculinity. Beta males, Be- yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beta males <laughs> who think they're alpha males. Correct. Um, it feels like it feels like a tea kettle that's like building yes. up. And I, I think this might be a show that is building to a climax that might the show might think is getting a second season. Uh, let me say that because I feel mm, like I like that. Yes, we're almost to the end. I feel like it's not going to hit its breaking point until like the last episode. Yes. And, yes. and I hope that the show is correct in its thinking that it's going to get a season two. Uh, me I too. Feel, I feel like it's, you know, it's a. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna break fully until season two because we are getting a. We're not getting like the movement I thought we would get on like a climactic event. We're still mm-hmm. building up on a lot of characters. Yeah, um, agreed on that. And I also think that, or rather, I wonder uh, if it's gonna end with the Senate election and we don't get the answer. Oh, that would be horrible. That would be terrible. I, I, I really, will literally fight. I, I hope we don't leave on a big cliffhanger like that. I just think that they're they're banking on a second season for most of its big, uh, bigger moments, uh, dealing mm-hmm. with like what happens fully when a kind of a, I don't want to say a war, but when a a a well, something breaks between men and these women that have powers yeah. worldwide because it, it's really like I said, building. We saw what happened in Saudi Arabia, but it's something like they're going to happen on more of a world stage. Yes. Oh, I okay. This is fascinating. So I I looked up uh power season two, and it does say uh, say that it currently has a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I will say I'm very shocked uh, for you know what kind of a show this is. But it's saying one of the most thrilling series in recent times, which I do believe for Amazon Prime this is true. Um, but the critical consensus hasn't been overwhelming, so we don't know. Um. If it is going to be renewed, um, I think again, the the plot points 
like teenage girls, right? Like stuff like that just doesn't move in the same way, unfortunately. I, I, f- I feel like it would, I feel like it would turn off a lot of people. Uh, interesting, yes. Interestingly. Uh, so I'm a little surprised about the 76%. I'm glad it's getting mm-hmm. uh, some, some recognition that, that it deserves. It's a, it's a good show. It really is. And, I, you know, I just feel like it would turn off some people that are like, oh, it's too, uh, too politics heavy. Like, uh, you know, I'm sick of hearing about women, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like the sci-fi element uh, yes, may turn off some people as well. So uh, I, I am hoping it gets a season two. I enjoy the show. Uh, I'm just hoping to get more uh, climactic events. I want to see that revolution take place. I feel like they're saving a lot mm-hmm. of it for, for, for a prospective season two. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Because I think if we were moving to a resolution by episode 10, mm-hmm. then this is not it. <laughs> like you can't pack everything into one. And this, again, similar to what happened with She-Hulk, where we were like, Okay, but when? When is the big bad gonna come? Okay, when is this gonna happen? And it, it wasn't moving. Yeah, I mean, like She Hulk, we felt like they were filler episodes. Where we're just yes, like, there should be more stuff happening. Like, what is the end result? And we yep. saw we saw what the end result was, which uh, had mixed reviews and mixed mm-hmm. results. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily say when I say it's, I wouldn't say these episodes are filler. Things no. are happening. Their mo- their plots moving. I just feel like I wish we were moving at a faster pace. Exactly. It's just slower. That's it. Yes, it's a slow burn for sure. Yeah. Um. So this episode we got a few. We got about three different. Uh, if I if I wrap up the whole Cleary family in one, I'll say we got three different plot points. We got mm-hmm. a Margo Margo Joss Rob plot. We got a Tunde plot. We got a Roxy plot. Um. Our our big focus started with Margo. Um, she she gets she Joss and Rob get the big uh, part of this episode, so we'll just start with them, and then we'll just go through the Tunde and Roxy storylines. Yeah. Uh, after that, kind of wrap those up. Uh, so we, we start the episode. We are getting another uh, another speech mm-hmm. from Urban Docs uh, talking about you know why this why the powers are happening. Says men have gotten soft, and you know they forgot how to be strong and protect their homes and women. So women had to protect themselves. And they let women have the power, but they can reclaim their rightful place, their real power. Not a magic trick or not sparkle fingers. Girls are not bulletproof. We men have real weapons and we know how to use them. Now, this is like, this rhetoric is like not even trying to hide anything, right? This is just like, yes, use okay. violence to, to, uh, to, you know, close the gap, to close the difference between the power that you as men have and women who now have this power. This was... I, this was even more, I think, uh, inflammatory than what we see in the real world. Yes, agreed. And I think this is the first, not, yeah, yeah, the first time where I think it's so blatant, right? Like in Saudi Arabia, it was very much uh, in episode four, right? Where we were just like, yeah, this is a thing. We're just going to outlaw it, you know, or, or people are going to get fired for it. But this was very much in your face that the almost equality or equity even wasn't working for uh, the folks in power and for these like honestly beta males where they just felt so threatened instead of you know embracing that like women now feel safer how beautiful is that they're not coming for you they don't they just don't want to put up with your bs anymore that's all yeah, and a big focus on this episode was like how scared men are now. That, yes. that there there see there seems to be uh the women are having more power than them when even you know I think Tunde puts it great uh in, in his segment about how 
how women feel about the power and how it really equalizes the yes. two sexes. Uh, we see that uh, someone is listening to Urban Docs uh, while standing on the beach outside of Margot and Rob's Ooh. house. Yeah. And he's literally like peering into the window and looking at Margot. She's going about her day. So it's just like ugh, very ominous and very, uh, very, very foreshadowy uh, for those that have seen the ending of, of the episode. Uh, so Margot is inside the house. She's looking at her phone. It is dead, but just her holding in her hands is starting to recharge the phone. She's like, oh, that's that's pretty neat. Uh, <laughs> Rob comes in. He's kind of, he's like sheepishly like knocking on the door. He's like, hey, I just want to get some pants. You can tell there's still like a lot of uh, a lot of frosty uh, sentiment between them. They're, they're still fighting from last episode. Margot says, you know, you can come back into the room if you want to. He's like, okay, that, that's great. It's like, uh, you know, uh, they sit down, talk a little bit. He talks about how, you know, I, you know, he talked to his lawyer. He could mm-hmm. get in trouble if Declan reveals his name, but he's, yeah, he's pretty faithful that Declan won't give him up. Margot's not so sure. She uh, she doesn't trust Declan. She thinks that, uh, you know, he may he may spill the beans if he has to. Please, this leaves, man. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I just that uh, has stuck with me for life. Yeah, let's let, let's let's see what that. I mean, but I feel like Declan is so far so far as we've seen a pretty stand up guy. So who knows? Let's see. I trust yeah. no one. Yeah, then the conversation turns and Margot says, well, I mean, are you going to apologize for jeopardizing my career and even your career? He says, well, you know, you know, you used to be someone that cared about doing the right thing. That's what I was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and she says, well, you used to be someone I could trust. So the 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 lines are still drawn here in this battle and they have they haven't really gotten over all the other things that that uh, are are bothering them about each other. Yes. And um I'm interested to see what happens. Here's my like crazy hot take. So, because we don't really hear from Rob and Margot, right? As much after these scenes. Like, we, we do, we get sprinkles, but here's my big declaration. Do we believe that Rob might go to Herb Talks? I'm stressed. No. Okay, no, no, thank no. God. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm think I'm scared so. for it because, you know, the, just the resentment in his face. Or maybe it's sadness, and I just I pray rather. I, I think I think it's sadness. Okay. I, I think it's Bless. sadness, and I think it's worry. I think okay, he cool. I think he wants to take up for the cause, but mm-hmm. maybe he's not. He doesn't want to put his skin in the game because okay, he talks he, he talks talks to Declan later about like you know he didn't think that his family would get involved in it like like this. So I think mm-hmm. he's scared for his family. Okay. I don't think he's reserved. I think he believes in the message. But he doesn't want to put his family in the line of, of okay. fire for it. I think okay. that's what Rob's yeah. uh, thing is. Right, because uh, I didn't want to believe it, but I was scared. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Rob Rob's definitely going to blur the line. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I think, but most of his concern is about his family and his children, and his wife getting hurt. At, I mean, at this yeah. point, unless something drastic happens, I, I think Rob's going to stay on the side of good, pretty much. Got if it, anyone's okay. going to go, if anyone's going to go, like. To a different side, I think Margot might go to like a more power hungry side. Mm-hmm. If, if anyone, if anyone in this relationship is going to change, uh, you know, their, their way of thinking the most, I think Margot may be that person. Uh, yeah, Margo, I do believe we're setting up Jason for a Margot versus Allie. Yes, I think that would be interesting. I think if we got like a Margot, Allie, Tatiana comes in the mix, oh, like, yes, you know, that would be interesting, like, uh, you know battle to happen Tatiana's taking over right oh yes for sure right okay cool. we're, we're, we're waiting for that moment <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, mm-hmm. and like it, it will really show like 
just because we're women doesn't mean we have the same perspective, that we ha- have the same thoughts about this power. I think that's going to be a really interesting way to view the power philosophically and mm-hmm. who thinks of what and how they should use the power. I think that'll be an interesting thing that's going to be hopefully explored later in the season. Yeah, that's, that's the thing I talk about where it's like, I, I feel like that's going to be a season two thing because none of these people have mm. met each other. And if it happens by episode 10, that I feel like that'll be really quick because the, the, the pace the story is going so far. Yeah. Okay. I got you on that. Yeah. Uh, so Marco goes to pick what shoes she's going to wear for the day for her important day. And she picks combat boots instead of heels which you know i think is a real turn for her for her character in a way she's like f it i don't care who wants me to wear heels i'm gonna wear these boots to show i'm in charge and she gets to like the office and helen notices that she's like wearing boots and she's like listen we're not gonna talk about my footwear anymore like i'm through with that like that's a policy now we're not gonna talk about it yes stand up queen i love that scene finally helen says uh where have you gotten all this new energy and attitude from and Helen surmises that Margot has gotten the power. And Margot tells her, you know, it's it's amazing. I feel this new, I feel this new energy. And you know, I have a new get out of my effing way attitude when I'm walking the streets. Uh Margot <laughs> offers to give Helen the power, but Helen says, Listen, I've had a target on my back mm-hmm. since birth. I don't need anything else to make people look sideways. I mean, I was like, Oh, go off, Helen, who was born a black woman who, yes. like she says, has enough things going against her biologically. She doesn't need anything more to add to the pile. And and here's the thing. I, I just want to note, right? Like, we well, we should never and we will never. We, as in uh, Jason and I, will never. But also we all, the royal we, should never um, blame or um, place, you know, any frustration on marginalized people that have to do whatever to get through life. Like, that, mm-hmm. you know, should just be the norm, I feel. Because sometimes I think folks... Because I can see, right, how people will be like, Helen, like, be a good ally, da, da, da. And it's like, no, because we have not lived in Helen's body, right? And, yep. like, her body is the most traumatized, the most politicized in this country, period. So, you know, I just, I wanted to note that, like, for any minority, but, you know, Black women specifically in this instance also, is that, like, we just cannot blame them for, like, getting through the world. Like, however they can safely. Yeah, there's so many perspectives that are shown in this show, which makes the show uh, so interesting to me, where it's like, like you said, hell, people like, Helen, like, step up and gain your pressure. Like, no, 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 we should not, like, uh, you know, charge people for yes. not wanting to get into the battle, not wanting to get into the into the fray, as it mm-hmm. were. Because, like Helen said, she got enough going against her. She doesn't want something else to be taken, uh, uh, to be looked at as something that is against humanity or whatever. Yeah. She's, people are already scared of her because she's black, and you know, people already look down on her because she's a woman. So it's just like she doesn't want anything else to really add on to that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, so Helen tells you know. It, Margot, the conversation goes like, well, no one's going to really like look look bad on you for having the power. And Helen says, no, I don't think so. And she references, like, uh, apparently a woman got, like, fired from a morning show just because they have the power. Margot's like, that is ridiculous. We're going to find a way to match this. So they get in. When? You know, yeah. So, when? So, it's time. <laughs> it, it's time. We are, we are back in the office. Helen's at her office at her desk. Helen brings in a bunch of mail, puts it on the desk. Says, this is all hate mail. We find that someone even sent in a bunch of dog poop in one of the boxes of the mail. It's that guy. It's the it's yeah. the redhead from Probably. the beach. Because that's Probably. a dog poop bag. We oh saw. yeah, I did yeah. not even I did not even piece that together. No, no, he he had that. her number from start of this episode. Yeah, he he was he was foreshadowing what he was going to do the whole time. Also, that's really scary to me that he knows. I okay. Here's what I thought. I thought it was going to be a 
here's here's the American in me. I'll say I thought it was gonna be a shooting in the house because I thought yeah, he was just so gonna I. walk in. Yeah, so did I. yeah, I, I he was definitely looking out for that like the mm-hmm. whole time, and because you know that's that's tough to know to have your to be the face of this and have people know where you live. I think I think I would have just like moved somewhere else. Yeah, like, I, 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 I it sucks that you have to do that because of of idiots. But I mean, let's keep your family safe. Like you know. I have to. Correct. <laughs> She's got a secret service, but we saw that didn't really do much for her at the end of the episode. Uh, they were you. I, I'm also watching the night agent, which is a lot about the secret service. So that's why I'm like, you suck, because <laughs> night agent secret service is very on point. <laughs> <laughs> night agent would have been in there in a heartbeat. Listen, uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, someone comes to the office and says, you know, hey, they are testing everyone in the office for EOD. Margo says, well, they can't do that because it's illegal. And then friggin' doo-doo head Danden steps in. So actually, we can because I declared EOD a public health emergency about five minutes ago. So we are legally allowed to test for it. Margo tells Let's him. Let's fight. <laughs> Me and this man. <laughs> yeah, Danden like, like, kind of brushes away. Says, well, I'm doing this so I keep everyone safe. Margo says, well, who decides on what and who is safe? And this is immoral. And whatever list they come up with, with people with EOD, they're going to use that to determine who to fire. Then it says, ah, relax. You know, it's the whole thing. Like, ooh, calm down, relax. Listen, I, I don't know if this is a thing for you and your wife. And actually, yeah, in your family, not just your wife, where you say calm down and then it's a whole fight. Oh, I've learned not to do that. It, yeah, uh, exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is a big thing that my husband had to learn where I was like, excuse me, what'd you say? Yeah, very early in our relationship, I learned not to do that. <laughs> it's like, calm down for who? Yeah. Uh, Dan, you know, tells her, you know, hey, you all are free to decline the test, but whoever does is going to be put on leave without pay. So I think that's an interesting, you know, interesting thing. I mean, you're making them choose basically freedom or pay. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a hard situation to put people in. And I, I don't even think that's a, a TV show thing. That's a real world thing that happens at times. Yeah. Force people to do things or, or lose their job, basically. Margo and Helen meet up in the bathroom. And, you know, Helen, Margo just says, I'm just going to go in there and tell them I have it. And Helen says, no, you don't want to do that. You still want to be elected. And this might cause, you know, you to not be elected. Dan is only doing this because he's threatened by you and he's using this to take you down because he thinks that you have it already. Uh, Helen talks about the how the how they are testing. It's a new a newer Mm -hmm. machine and it sends an electrical pulse through the body and it makes the scheme have a discharge. So basically, if you have it, you're just going to make you shoot electricity. Helen says, you know, we, we can beat the machine. There's some pain management techniques and deep breathing you can try. And, you know, Margo says, like, listen, between childbirth and childhood trauma, I think I can do it. Because I've been through enough and I've gotten through it. So I think I can do this. What a queen. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, Margo enters the testing room. The person administering the test, who is a female, uh, is giving her the whole rundown. And we see Dan and watching from the next room through, a, like, a two-way glass. So Margo, you know, can't really see who's in the next room. But as we're going to find out, she knows. He's sick. watching. He's, he's, he's a sicko. He's sick. Like, actually, a gross, disgusting person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marco asked the woman giving the test how she can stand to do this. And the woman basically just ignores her and keeps giving her the test. Uh, so the testing is going on. She's basically sending electrical pulses through Margot's body. And Margot is taking it like a champ. She's not letting it show. She's doing her, her exercises, her techniques, uh, you know. And she passes the test. She says, oh, you don't have it. You're fine. And Dan and obviously is pissed off. We see him like through the glass. He's obviously bummed that she doesn't have it. So Margo gets up and before she leaves, she goes into a mirror and says, I'll see you in the primaries, knowing that Dan is back there. So that was 
BDE. You know what I mean? When like yeah. that, it, not even that's big ovary energy. Because, <laughs> yeah. Or, like please, but it. Oh, that was so good, Jason. I, that like injected into my vein. And it's like it's like this like morning, right? This whole yes. morning was basically what kind of like spurred her to be like, you know what? I am going to run for Senate. I am mm -hmm. going to beat his ass. I'm going to take him out. Uh, She's so like, Margo, you want to play? Let's let, let's do it. Margot is so like charged up, and she obviously has had to like kind of keep her power in mm -hmm. uh, through this test. So she has she has to get out of the building. She sits outside, sits on a bench. She's so shaken from this. She's like letting her electricity out, and the way that. You know, it, you know, I don't know if you call it like body acting or whatever you would call it. Oh, I but, see uh, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tony Collette like did so well in this scene of like letting letting this like show and how like torturous this was for her. And she lets it out on this bench she's sitting on. And it kind of like makes cracks in the bench. And it was it was a very, uh, very interesting mm -hmm. uh, scene to see. Very powerful. And I wonder, you know, it, just as women, I feel like there is some part of us that definitely can access. I mean, and not just women. I think any minority has that, like, in us to access that, like, anger and or rather even frustration. I don't even want to call it anger because it's a product of not being able to be free truly in these systems well it's it's like keeping your your feel it's a, in a way a parallel to like keeping the injustices you suffer yes like to yourself in your like, body literally in your body yeah. and like letting it out at times you, where you can let it out like if you go home and you can let out all the crap that happened to you yes. all the injustices that happened to you like out on like your your family or whoever you talk to at the end of the day so that, that was like a real parallel to that i felt that was a mm -hmm. very interesting scene you know, this isn't just letting it out verbally. This is letting it out physically in a way. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we shoot back over to Rob. Rob is talking to Declan. Uh, he's complaining about the Scarlet Minnow name. Declan says, well, I'm just trying to help you cover your tracks and, you know, kind of taking the piss at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Declan assures Rob that uh, he's never going to give out his name. And we find out that Declan is going to Carpathia. Like, that that hits us because we know who is in Carpathia. Yes. Uh, Tatiana and Zoya are in Carpathia. So we, Declan may be meeting up with them at some point. So could we, like, here, again, I, I feel like a hypothesis moment. Why is Rob, right, the Scarlet Minnow, mm -hmm. like, out in public with this man in the daylight? Because people could piece together. Because we know Declan didn't, like, didn't keep his name a secret when he put out all yeah. this, this stuff, as you'll see later with Tunde uh, looking at who released exactly. the information. So, yeah, that is a good point. You know, people can piece two and two together and see that, you know, Rob is connected to Margo, who is connected to, you know, the government, maybe knowing about these, uh, you know, experiments that have been placed on the scheme. So yeah. people can definitely put two and two together if they see that, and especially since they make a big scene uh, in, a, in a bit. That's, that's an interesting point. Um, Declan does ask, does like, just talk about Margo and Rob. Says, oh, Margo's still pissed off. Huh? Rob says, you know. She's all about the politics now. He's fine dealing with powerful women, but he did not sign up for the death threats that he he and his family have been getting. Declan assures yeah. him it's gonna it's gonna pass. Rob says he's not sure. The world is changing, and Margot seems to be changing with it. Listen, and th this is where I think in my heart I was like, "What's up, Rob?" Yeah. Like, is Urbidox happening? Because right, this is the same bar I believe that we saw at the start. Right, the opening was um, all these men kind of being radicalized, or or something in them kind of being woken about like being inferior now to women. So th this bar scene I feel like was fascinating because um, the guy tries to like this random guy tries to um, 
you know, buck up to the to the the female bartender. Yeah, bartender. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, listen, don't play with me. I, I said you're drunk. I'm cutting you off. And she starts with the electricity mm-hmm. and he has a um a taser, a, a taser with him. So th- this is just an interesting piece because I thought he was going to shoot her. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the first of two times in this episode where somebody goes to reach for something. I thought it was a gun. But no, yeah, he just had a taser. He threatens her. Uh, he said he literally says he's bigger than her. He's stronger than her. He, he can zap her right back. Yeah, uh, like, okay, Jaden Smith, bigger than me, stronger than me. His arms are a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Justin Bieber and Jaden yes. Smith. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> Didn't think I'd be referencing Ooh. that today. How uh, did that come? Wow, good, good uh, for my brain. Yeah, good, good pull on that one. Uh, <laughs> Rob and Declan do intervene with the guy, mm-hmm. throws the guy out uh, as he's yelling, as he, they're throwing like, you're not at the top. We are still at the top. Urban Docs knows. It's like, wow, this is really getting out of hand crazy. Yes. And I, I just to like go back on the Rob piece, I, I think it's interesting where Rob is, like I said, he's down for the cause. But mm-hmm. when, when like, when it hits, when, what is it? What is that thing? When something hits the road, when rubber meets the road, oh yeah, mm-hmm. is he is he going to be down for the cause? Because it's it's good to say that you're down with the cause, but are you going to put up or shut up when it comes to it? I don't think Rob wants to do that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see wh- how far he will go or what he will do to yeah. sh- to either be there for the cause or will he realize eh, he ain't as much for the cause as he thought he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, because this is where I could you know argue that Rob was like, oh, oh, I got I got too caught up in this, but I'm I'm back with Margot because like I'm seeing what actually the real world is doing, yeah. uh, to the you know to women right specifically. So that that's when I maybe could give him a little bit of some, give him some grace grace but you know let's he is dealing with a lot and i, I want to make that clear like I, and i want to root for him so i'll just i'll go with it yeah yeah uh we can make that our, our bet for the season I, yes. I think rob will come out on the good side you may be yeah, yeah, yeah. I think going so. a little more on the darker side we'll see mm-hmm. we'll keep track of that through the season uh, we we touch in on Josh. We see what Josh is up to. Josh and Josh and Ricky are making out in a car, you know, doing what some teenagers do. Uh, they're getting a little intimate. Uh, Ryan is, uh, you know, Ryan's a little scared as she's giving him little shocks on his body as they're as they're making out, and he tries to get her to stop. He, he yells to stop several times, and she does not stop. And so he he tries to get her off of him off of him, and he accidentally like hits her in the mouth. And you know that scares Josh. Josh takes off. He tries to call after her, but she's she runs away. So Josh is at, back at home, and Ricky has shown up. You know he apologizes. Josh apologizes back as well. She says, "You know I know that this EOD can be scary, and it you know fritzes in me at the time." Ricky says, "Uh, you know I didn't freak out because you have a you have the power. I freaked out for a whole different reason. And I think one of the most interesting." moments of this show of any show really of today comes up ricky tells her that he is intersex meaning he was born with both sets of genitals mm-hmm. uh is his name ricky or ryan i'm sorry ryan i think it's ryan, ryan. okay his name yeah. is ryan it's um uh, yeah so so uh ryan tells <laughs> tells her about being intersex which you know it, it's it's a segment of the community that does not get touched on a lot so yes. it, was, it was really surprised well i guess i shouldn't have been surprised due to the the nature of this show but i i was a little because it's not something that is uh in the really in in the mainstream unfortunately in, in television yeah and here's another piece where i think we're inching towards like what 
what counts as like female. Yeah, we're learning um, more rules. Uh, yeah, in, in the show. Because right, this goes back to our conversation about trans women. Um, mm-hmm. or will this be almost at a heartbreaking moment where you it's it's estrogen, right? That right. is what's gonna take us where it needs to be or will it you know yeah and it makes us think more of uh sister maria mm-hmm. in, in Allie's storyline you know where we debated whether or not she was going to get it or not i think this really leans more towards she's not going to get it which you know i think we we you know we i think we both said we really wanted her to get it because that would be a powerful moment but yeah. unfortunately i think the rules of this show may prevent sister maria from getting it yeah let's see oh that would be really sad because Ryan V Ryan's nice too. And I will say, uh, hitting someone is not okay ever, period. And well, I mean he didn't, he didn't consent, mean to hit- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And consent yes. is important too. Uh, and I think he was not he was withdrawing consent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that it was also important to note where maybe I think we can see how people were like, Well, how dare he touch her? And it's like it's wrong, and withdrawing consent is okay. Right. I mean, yeah, as much as it goes for women, it goes for men as well. So it's like, yes. you know, Joss in that moment was in the wrong. It's like, you know, I, I like the fact that not that we don't have we have characters that aren't all just heroes. Yes. They yes. have flaws. Yes. And this was definitely a flaw with Joss. Maybe mm-hmm. she got caught up in the moment, but you know, that was it was wrong. Flat out. Yeah. Oof, uh, <laughs> Ryan, yeah, I'm just, oh, Ryan's thing is just so fascinating to me. And, like, his privilege as perceived, no, he says he's a guy, right? So, yeah, he identifies, yes, he identifies as a man. Male, so, yeah. yeah, so his per- privilege as being a man gives mm-hmm. him so much. And I was like, no, we already said I don't want men to get it. And now look. <laughs> yeah, they and they touch upon this a little bit yes. where, uh, you know, she just, so Ryan tells Joss about his, he has the power now. He has, this, he shows her he has a scheme mm-hmm. and that he can you know he can display the power because as he says he has high levels of estrogen and uh so he shows he shows off the power and he tells her that he's got he's had it since she accidentally zapped him through the locker so that was enough for him to activate his skin apparently joss is oprah you get a power you get a power <laughs> she's you giving out powers all over the place uh so joss says you know well wait you've had it ever since they were taking girls out of the classrooms and like you know putting them in like isolation and you were hiding it the whole time mm-hmm. and while while me and my mom and all the girls had to risk our lives and ryan says well you know it would be it would be bad for people to find out that i have it as a male they would look at me with even more scrutiny if they knew i had it and, and it's Josh, like my guy please josh says well you could have told just me ryan says well uh, i'm telling you now and it's my body and i don't owe you an explanation i was like oh okay all right ryan get hey i'm down for it. i'm I'm here for ryan i and you know and, and again it's like okay josh has had to learn lessons this episode this is another lesson like yeah. listen i have bodily autonomy and i choose who gets to know about my body and when and and because we want that for the girls too right yes. it's so we just keep the same energy and i again i understand her frustration but her frustration should be again with the system not yes. with each well, like we we shouldn't fight each other for what the system is doing to us. And I will say Ryan did stand up for her. Um, and he did try mm-hmm. to say, like, hey, don't take them. This is wrong. Right. So, you know, I listen, and he has privilege, and I think he knows that. It's I, I don't think it, it's lost on him. So, you know, my and, body, my and choice. Think, and Ryan was and Ryan was as scared as a lot of the girls in the yes. show that we have seen. So it's not it's not even something that he should have. You know, it's not up to him to take up for the cause and be like, listen, I 
because I, I do think he would have got looked at with a lot of scrutiny. Be like, oh, hundred percent. It's first of all letting people know that he's intersex. Yes. And, and seeing that he is, you know, um, he will be looked at as a man that has the power. It will be looked at like you know, as like a a circus freak show in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's you know it's well within his rights to tell people when when he has it and when he wants to tell people he he has it. Yes, all oh, for Ryan. Hey, Ryan has turned a corner for me at this show. I was like, Ryan's kind of a punk kid before. I was like, oh, Ryan is uh very more much more complex than we thought. Yeah, and he and he's aware of mm-hmm. I think more things than we expect teenage boys to he's be. He's not aware just a of. dumb teenage kid. He has, yes, he has complex thoughts and feelings. Compared to the damn um brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like Daddy. they're they're so interesting, like polar opposites. I feel. Yes, for sure. Um, we get to a scene where the whole family's eating dinner together, which apparently in that household, like I think a lot of households nowadays, is very weird because they don't usually uh, eat around around the din- the uh, dining room table. Do you do you and your husband eat at the dining room table? Uh, no, yeah. we don't. Like a TV. <laughs> yes, it's all about TV. It's same with me and my family. We all eat at the, in the living room, on the coffee table, watching TV. Same. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh Margo's asked Joss asked Rob about his day, which you know is a big thing because that was Rob what Rob was complaining about before. And Rob was actually kind of surprised, like, oh, it was uh pretty great. Thanks for asking. Margo asked Josh, she's Josh, she says it's okay. Uh Maddie breaks the the side the uh the awkwardness says, are, are you guys getting divorced or what? They say, No, of course not. Why would you ask? That? He's like, Well, we're eating around the dinner table, which we have not done in a long time. <laughs> Uh, Margot says, no, I just wanted to get us all together, all the distraction, and kind of make a, an announcement. And she tells the her family that she's going to run for the Senate. Joss and Rob congratulate her, but Maddie is really bugged by it. Uh, Maddie says he isn't going to vote for her. <laughs> and I like the little kid. I think her name's Hannah, pointing out, yes. well, you can't vote anyway. You're just 15. So I was like, oh, get him, Hannah. Get him. Oh, the, the little one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. says, is he? I don't know. They don't I give think, her. They don't. They don't name her. I, yeah, is, I think Izzy sounds bright. Izzy sounds Izzy. right. Yes, but I listen, and I could be completely wrong. Uh, I think no you are knows. right. I'm thinking back. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm looking in my notes. I can't see yes, it. It is, is what it is. The uh, little yeah, one sounds right. The little, the little one. We'll call the her little one from now on. She's not gonna get that much. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> she's. She listen. She's. We pray that she grow grows up in a more equitable world. That's she all. probably has the most sense in that family. So. Yes. Well, let's give no her her due. Here. Her name's Izzy. No let's lies. give her her due. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Marco says, well, I, I do want to know why you say you wouldn't vote for me. Uh, and Maddie goes on a spiel. And talks about, you know, male voices don't matter anymore. And women need to know their place. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what I did, Jason, if my wow. child said this. I mean, it, it, there'd be a backhand somewhere, right? Right. Or something. I something. think the internet would be cut off. Women need to know internet cut off he wouldn't have any he would have a mattress and clothes <laughs> to go yeah. about his days like when i don't know their place the chutzpah to like put your lips mm. together to say stuff like this i don't understand yeah, he says things are backward now even in this house he points out that you know rob does all the cooking and margo emasculates him and margo says well that's because rob likes to cook and he's good at it and rob's like yeah we play toward each other's strengths and it's like you know it's it's v relatable because that happens mm-hmm. a lot in my house like we 
my wife and I share a lot of the duties. Yeah, uh, same. Now, I mean, I am forced to take out the trash. You will not touch the trash, but that's more of a uh, personal preference than a gender thing, I think, for me and my wife. Yeah, I'm like that with dishes. I will not touch. I don't like to do the dishes, so my mm-hmm. husband does. And yeah, same with trash. I'm just lazy and don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely more. That's more of a stance, I think, in modern, in, in yes. modern day. But we have people that like an urban docs who think that there are female jobs and male jobs and this has obviously infected maddie which also goes to show like sometimes it's not about nurture it's about nature it's like you know maddie has grown up in this house where he sees the the duties get split up not by gender but by like personal preference Mm -hmm. and but it's these outside forces that are kind of infecting maddie's head and making him think certain ways yeah and i think teenagers period doesn't matter their gender are so susceptible to like whatever right is like in or cool or whatever you know or or even anti-establishment right like that's what's in and that's always been in since the beginning of time it's just so unfortunate that boys are specifically are growing up with like feeling like oh because i don't have you know, this like overpowering um, space in my life, in my house, whatever, that equals I'm threatened. And that means that I'm lower. And it's like, hello, wake up. Women have been lower and again, perceived, Perceived, which becomes their, you know, reality, right? For a lot of families And, and in the world, just like how systems work. So you're just mad that you're maybe finally getting a taste of your own medicine and you don't like that. And instead of wanting to help remedy all of this, it's like, no, no, no. I just got to take my power back. And that's so like gross and unfortunate. For sure. And you know, it's, as I mentioned last episode, I I have a teenager. So a lot of this is is hitting home for me a lot uh, as we, as I go through my everyday life with my teenager. Uh, So it's a, it's, it's be relatable. Like I said, yeah. Um, And uh, so Margo's like, where, where are you getting all this stuff from? Like that, that Urban Docs idiot? And, you know, Josh is like, yeah, what are you, what are you even thinking? Calls Maddie a moron. So Maddie, Maddie runs out of the room. He's so upset. And, uh, you know, Rob says he's going to go talk to him. I, and we didn't get that scene where Rob goes talk to him. I thought that was, I thought it would have been an interesting scene to see. It. But I guess since we already kind of saw that talk like last episode, maybe they didn't think it was important to, to kind of hear the same beats and i don't think yeah rob is getting through to him i think they have to get like an outside person that matt respects and then maybe somehow yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to undo that that horrible like institutionalized thing Mm -hmm. uh that, that that is a tough one who knows how maddie's story is gonna gonna wind up god i feel sad for just yeah and I unfortunately think it might be something that, you know, unfortunately, the only thing that would shake him out of this is to see it hurt a, a person close to him, I think. Yeah. Which would mm-hmm. which would suck because we like all the characters that are there. Um, so who knows? Uh, but Joss, you know, <laughs> after all this, Joss asked Marcus, you want to go outside, which is code for you want to go outside and smoke pot? <laughs> Marcus says, yeah, sure. Just one more just one more time. So they go out to the little dock. Uh, Joss says, you know, well, you have my vote for what it's worth. Uh, we need someone to fight for us. Uh, Margo lets Joss know about the EOD test she took and, uh, you know, tells Joss that she has not told Rob yet that she has EOD. She doesn't want to tell him because she knows that he is sometimes in a position where he has to talk to media and she does not want him to lie for her. Margo tells Joss, sometimes you have to lie to the people you love to protect them. 
And it talks about how, you know, the EOD makes an imperative that she wins the Senate because she does not know what Danon's going to do if he remains in the Senate. Ah, and it's just, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the things you have to do to, 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 not just obtain equality, but to yeah, it. yeah. I, I, that's just the be- most be- yeah. I will yeah. <laughs> beautifully put Chef's kiss. I mean, because she knows that Dan is going to abuse his power once he if he still if he still keeps it. He so already, he, yeah, he I was like, look at this man already. He's wild. Yeah, she has to put herself in the position to do what's right, which sucks mm-hmm. that no that not everyone wants to do what's right for, yeah. for everyone. Uh, so we get to the announcement for Margo. She's giving a speech talking about how separate is not equal and she knows as a mom and a human they're at their best when they're unified and she is tired of fighting the same same battles for her daughters and for other women that women have had to fight for years and the power is evolution and an opportunity for society to be more equitable and she then officially announces that she is running for senate uh the guy that we saw earlier uh, watching her you know through the window from the beach we see him in the crowd and obviously we're all just Oh my gosh, this is not good. What's gonna happen? And as he, we see him standing up, we hear more of Urban Dox's nonsense, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, in narration. Uh, he starts walking towards Margo, and I will just, I will say this: uh, before the episode started, we did have a trigger warning uh, for a suicide, and you know, just to, it's it's coming up, it's here. Mm-hmm. And for for anyone that's struggling with thoughts of suicide or anything like that, you uh, can call nine eight eight or text nine eight eight to get help. That's here in the U.S. Um, for any you know other international version, I'm sure you can easily look up online. Yeah. So we'll say that before we get into this. Um, so the guy walks up, and I'm sure everyone thought that he was going to grab a gun out of his out of his out of his jacket, uh, but he grabs a water bottle instead. We're like, oh, okay, what's this going to be? I thought it was acid. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't get that. I. I. I was just perplexed. I was like, oh, "What's gonna happen now?" Yeah, I think I don't know if this is an Indian thing. Where this is unfortunately a really big thing in India, where mm. uh, men throw acid on women's faces. Um, and it, you know, it terrible. could be. Yeah, it's it's very much a power play. It very much it could be like you turn me down. You're you know, even, like how dare you? Like I'm a good guy. So here, you know, for many reasons, but all you know in ingrained or it, it, the umbrella is patriarchy and uh, commodifying women's bodies um and their like time so that's why that's where my mind went and i was like oh acid in america and i was like wait does it work in a plastic bottle interesting yeah he he, he goes to he pours the bottle whatever's in the bottle on himself yeah I'm like okay he lights a match like oh that wasn't water <laughs> That was lighter fluid. And Secret Service has been nowhere this whole Yeah, he's time. like, well, he, and he's like, he's watching. He's like, what's going to happen here? I'm like, dude, get into action. Like, Margot spots a person is like, hey, bro, you want to get over? And he's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to see how this plays out. I don't know why he wasn't closer to Margot. Like, right. Um, or there should be like more people, right? Like, almost right. like one on each perimeter. And yeah, two people close. Yeah, this to is the Margo. one guy we've been seeing the whole time. Like, yeah. Uh, even before all this, the EOD stuff. We think she have a much uh, better detail, but whatever. Especially with all the death threats. Of course, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, the the man pours the stuff on him that is apparently lighter fluid, lights a match, mm-hmm. and sets himself on fire in front of everyone there. Uh, very like terrifying scene. I was like, oh my god, like this is 
this is crazy. And I mean, as we mentioned, there was a there was a there was that trigger warning in the beginning of the episode. This was the last scene of the episode, so I, we kind of knew what would happen. Yeah. In, a, in a way, it's kind of spoiler alert. A, spo- a needed spoiler, of course. But you know, I knew something like that, something like that was going to happen. It was like it was oof, rough to see. Yeah, and th- I don't know about you, Jason, but this is like one of the first times where I had to be like, maybe I do need to Google um the power episode six ending explained because. <laughs> You know, I'm like, how dumb are you that you're lighting yourself on fire? Yeah, what, what's the, what's the message? <laughs> what what's, what what's the say? reason? Yeah. Right, like, cause it, no, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, um, cause okay, this is gonna sound harsh, but if folks like this, right, that are so radicalized, just want to go do it more, bro, do it more. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, just like go be, you know, on a cult somewhere far, far away. Uh, you know, in the middle of the ocean. I don't care. Fine. Go. We're not, we're not going to be upset, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just, like, helping our cause, yeah. not yours. And, I mean, I suppose the message is, like, I would rather kill my, like, be unalive rather than to live oh. in this in this world that the females oh, are my. taking over. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you feel that way, like, power, more power to you, unfortunately. Uh, knock yourself out. Yeah. Uh, so that was Margot, Josh, Rob. Their, their stories for this episode. Uh, they, like I said earlier, they got the they got the bulk of the story here in this episode. Mm-hmm. We did have Roxy and Tunde that we touched upon. Uh, Roxy, we start Roxy's story. She is at Terry's gravesite, uh, saying that you know she's so sorry for for you know for this for what happened to him. Uh, we see Bernie. He's praying in Hebrew. Yeah, uh, he's saying the Mourner's Cottage, which again, I. This stuff doesn't need to be included, but it just feels nice to like yeah. see, um, because because I, I immediately knew what he was saying, um, and what he was praying. So you say that you know when someone has died, and I, I found it fascinating that they're not sitting shiva, which is like you sit for seven days, um, yeah. you know, once I think you bury the body, unless I'm totally off. So, um, but instead, you know, Bernie is like out here in the streets. In the streets, yeah. Yeah. So uh just it felt interesting that he's saying the Moner's Kaddish, which is uh, you know, what you say when fo- um when someone passes away, but then he's not like maybe sitting and you and you just have to sit at home, like you can't leave. So it was really just in it. Yeah. And and it's this is what I like find fascinating about Judaism is like you get seven days where everyone has to send you food um, and you don't move, you know, you're just like in the house and then um, 30 days, there's another like grieving period. And then, um, and then a year. Um, And then it's almost like giving you like, here's, you know, how checkpoints of grief, basically. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then one year I think is when you actually have the tombstone put. On oh. and that almost like wraps up your grieving. Okay, um, grieving period. done. <laughs> move on. Yeah, like basically, yeah. it's like you know, and that is, it's it's okay to move on, kind of, okay, or like not move on, but move forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. the more you know, <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you should try it. Um, you know, monk family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Roxy's still the great side. She's talking to her other brother now. I I was mistaken because I thought that Terry was her like twin. Not twin, me too. Okay, the, same. the brother yep. that was born at the same time, but apparently it's this guy Darren mm. uh, that was born the same time as her. Uh, so Darren's sitting with her. He's like, you know, sorry about your mom. Sorry about Terry. Sorry about everything. And Darren says, you know, he can't do this anymore. Once he gets through university, he's getting out of this life. He's getting out of the life of his of his dad. He's getting out of the, kind of like the mob life. Mm. Right? He says, well, you were too posturous anyway. You never really fit in. Uh, then Darren goes and he says, so what was it like killing that guy that killed your mom? Just felt yeah. really felt really good like she really 
really liked it. Uh, so next up, we get we get Rocky, Rocky, Roxy <laughs> coming into <laughs> her dad's house. She runs into Barb, who, for those that don't remember, is Bernie's wife. Uh, so Barb kind of attacks her in a way. She says, you know, this is all your fault. She blames Roxy for Terry's death. Uh, Barb says she doesn't want anything to do with her power because Roxy offers to give Barb the power. So I don't want anything to do with you or your power. She blames her for Terry's death. Bernie comes in, tries to calm Barb down, and then says, Roxy, come with me. We are going out. He, he takes her to a jewelry store, brings her to the back, and you know, as as we were getting there, I was like, "Oh, this is he's gonna try to make her do, like, do something to this guy." Because mm-hmm. they, they meet up with a guy, and it's apparently some some type of deal that's going down. And, but the guy only gives Bernie half the money he owes him. So Bernie says, "Oh, that's okay." He brings him in close, and he puts him in a headlock, and tells Roxy to to shock him. Roxy freezes and says she doesn't want to. Bernie lets the guy go, and Bernie's really upset that, that Roxy froze up. They they go outside. And Roxy, she says, you know, I know that I messed up, but Terry isn't dead because of me. Terry went into this knowing what he was getting into. And he's the one that pulled a gun first, so it's not my fault. Bernie is fed up. He says, do not push me. They yell back and forth. Uh, and she says, or what? Like, yelling back and forth. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, really, like, Roxy's story was really short this episode. Yeah. I, but I wonder what the setup is, right? Like, what was the reason for just giving us this much? Um mm-hmm. Like, is it that later on she's just going to burst? And that's why they needed to kind of get the aftermath out of the way. I do think it's interesting for Roxy, who previously had said she wanted to be part of this mm-hmm. life. But when when presented the opportunity, she she refused to do it. And I'm also wondering if it was that or it's just because she doesn't want to be seen as some, like, I don't know, weapon for her mm-hmm. father. She wants to be yeah. in charge. She doesn't want to be seen as an, she doesn't want to be an enforcer. She wants to be, like, in charge of something. Yeah, I wonder if yes, and I think an additional layer for that I wonder is that um, she's she has now killed someone, mm-hmm. and maybe she didn't like it. Maybe yeah, and maybe, maybe that's why she's maybe re-thinking. she doesn't have that bloodlust that she thought she would have. Exactly. Um, so that is that is interesting. I, I wish we could have gotten a little more uh, perspective from Roxy herself in some kind of way with what she was feeling in that moment because I'm kind of left wondering. Um, after that really what her true feelings were there agreed uh and yeah and her brother did at darren right yeah darren mm-hmm. did ask her right what did it feel like to kill someone yeah. uh but again she didn't she she wasn't as like enthusiastic yeah. as we saw her before yeah she's been hiding her her true feelings when she told him it was it was mm-hmm. great really she's she didn't love it yeah um, so I, i'm interested to see where where roxy's story is gonna go uh because this was just a, a small little sampling yeah. Uh, moving on to Tunde's story. Tunde is back in Nigeria, uh, which I, I was I was happy to see because I, I was interested to know like where his relationships are right now, mm-hmm. especially with 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 Duty, uh, because he tries to call Duty and she gets her voicemail. And he says he he really hopes to see her at a wedding. He he is there for a wedding. We find out he's he's in the wedding apparently a groomsman or something. Looks uh, so like all of it. I was like yes, oh, so so lavish, so, so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so today's there. He he's walking kind of through, I guess, uh, you know, through the uh, is it a village or the city, getting to the wedding. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hears he hears gunshots. When he thinks he hears gunshots, he turns around, and see that there's nothing there. The gunshots aren't real. So obviously, we've got some PTSD going on from his time in, in Saudi Arabia. So that's very interesting uh, to see. And you know. In this whole show that's, you know, primarily about women, I think uh, it's interesting mm-hmm. that Tunde is getting this time and he's going to seemingly get more more story for himself. 
rather than just being like the the eyes of what the what the outside world sees as the power and we're realizing that we need these allies right if mm-hmm. uh if this if women are to be um like being able to just live honestly then we need men like today yeah. we so need men to step I, I just up appreciate that we need men to step up and talk to other men about correct that this isn't like this isn't the end of the world like yes. as as today will kind of be throughout this episode uh today's brother finds him comes to grab and says hey we have a problem and we're we come to the groom wale who does not want to marry his wife because uh, apparently his wife got the power transferred to her uh wale says he can't be the man in this marriage if his wife can shock him that it's going to be he's going to be emasculated today says well i've seen what the power is and it's yeah. not it's not a reason to dump your future wife this is a good thing it's something that's going to bring equality more than harm well, I said, well, it's not equal if only one of us can shoot electricity from our hands. And he's, he says, I mean, who said men and women are equal? This is Wale, the, the, the group yeah. talking. Tune says, well, <laughs> Tune says, well, look at the size of you. Like one blow from you would kill your wife. Wale says, I, I wouldn't do that, though. Tune asks, well, has she shocked you? Oh, got him. Got him. And he didn't like that because that like was that. the last we heard from Wally. Yeah, Wally disappears after that. But apparently, he said, I don't want reality. Yeah, don't 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 talk sense to me right now. Uh, Wally says he does remember Tinde being Mister uh, Women's Rights before EOD, and Tinde's brother says, "Well, that's because he feels guilty over uh, duty being shocked, uh, being shocked in the face because that was kind of his fault." Uh, he said, "I've been in the trenches now." Tinde has gotten the real world presented to him, and that has changed his outlook for sure. Correct. Uh, the loud pop of a champagne bottle kind of sets Tinde off. This is more of the the P- PTSD coming through, mm-hmm. and he like kind of freaks out at this at this moment. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, story to parse through uh, down the road. Uh, we're at the wedding. Uh, well, right before the wedding, I, I assume mm-hmm. everyone's walking about, getting drinks. Tinde's walking around, checking the comments uh, on this on the story, and see, is this is the article that Declan wrote about the scheme? Yeah. So we this is where Tinde realizes who Declan is, and I also realize like. Tech, Declan was not anonymous here. Like Declan put his name on this, like and put it out there like that. Uh, Tunde gets approached by a couple women hitting on him. Um, Tunde approaches and kind of scares them away. She teases, she teases Tunde a little bit, saying, "Oh, are you famous now? You Mister Big Shot." Mister Verified, Mr. which I, I thought which that is, was a funny joke. Yeah, especially right now, right? Exactly. Where people are, are getting quote unquote unverified on on Twitter. Oh my god it's just it's so timely without even meaning to be right it's so interesting and like uh which is kind of the show right like, yeah it's, yeah it's yeah a weird timing um so she she hugs him and so it, you know we were thinking like what is what is the relationship going to be between Tinday mm-hmm. and duty here and certainly it seems like duty you know bygones have been bygones uh she talks to him about well you have everything you ever wanted he says well not everything it's like oh okay so they go off and have a talk. Dude, they says she isn't surprised that Wale is freaking out because he's a pretty insecure guy with all his muscles, but he doesn't really, he, he fears women. Uh, Dude, they ask him how Riyadh was. Tunde says it was really hard. And he talks about the freedom and the sisterhood that, that EOD has brought about. And says he wishes Unde, uh, Duty would have come with him. Yeah. Dude, he says, I have work to do here. I'm working with a coalition and, you know, about trying to come together as women in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And to really kind of strengthen ourselves and, and build a true matriarchy and get rid of the corruption that men bring about. Yes, the matriarchy. Again, duty. Music to my ears, baby. Let's move. I'm ready. We've met so many. We've met so many interesting women in today's yes. story. Uh, we have duty and I'm blanking on the name, but the 
uh was it Nora? Oh Nora, yeah. yeah I think Nora it was from, Nora, right? Yeah, yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean a lot of interesting women here that have come into Tunde's life. All with N it's a start. Yeah, interesting. Uh <laughs> Tunde tells her that he's missed her a lot. Duty says, Well, I don't want your pity. I want something else from you. It's like oh. We see what that something else is. They sneak away to the honeymoon suite and they have sex, which was really interesting. And and it was shot. You can tell, right? Like women shot this because just again, mm-hmm. it's not like ah, like it's very. It's just nice. It's not and, the male gaze. It's not yes. you know, focusing on certain aspects of women's bodies. It's uh, it's kind of the both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, and it just it felt nice. It, exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm in there. Like Bridgerton, right? This is why mm-hmm. when one of the reasons why Bridgerton works really well is that it isn't just this male pleasure. Uh, also, I because um, I was looking at the power hashtag, and uh, the actress Heather. Let me. I, okay, I'm I'm gonna butcher her last name, but Agayapong. Maybe that's how you say it. But Heather, she posted that um, the director actually asked her to, you know, before she came on set to, like, have the most, like, sensual, passionate music and, like, have her, she said, dance for an hour, then come. For an hour? Set. Yeah, oh, she said, like, go dance and, like, um, and, you know, like, play the music that's going to make you feel, like, you know, Get beautiful yeah. and sexy and all of this and then come to set. So I felt like this duty like did feel different, but I don't know if it's oh, yeah. because I knew that info, but she just, she felt more confident, right? In the oh, way yeah. she was she, moving and. She for sure did like duty in the, you know, what we saw her at the beginning was kind of like, right. she's kind of bookish, kind of nerdish. I mean, of course she has, she go, she's glowed up here because mm-hmm. she's attending a wedding, right. and, but she, she definitely seemed more confident, more like ready to go after what she wanted because it's like, you felt like in the beginning of the 10 day, uh, duty relationship that she definitely was crushing on him but she was yeah. too nervous to say it and from what we got it's like they had hooked up before mm-hmm. but Tunde had kind of put a stop to it and she was obviously wanting to continue and here she is literally just going after what she wants she is yeah interrupting him as, he, as women are hitting on him like scaring them away like she is definitely a different duty than what we saw earlier which is yeah. great Mm, so i just uh, i appreciated that tidbit i was like yes yeah, more sure. of this <laughs> yeah and it worked for sure mm-hmm. uh and as they are you know going through the motions of it he asks her if you know she has it she's what do you think and she shows him a little bit when she has some shocks on his body mm-hmm. uh you know after everything's all done in the pillow talk uh she tells him that he should make a book of his travels so they says well would you come with me on my travels she says she has work to do there in nigeria now I was like, today, she already told you that she has work to do there. Why do you keep trying to get her to come with you? And my girl's not trying to be like a sidekick. No, you know, not, I love it. Trying to like be the uh, secondary character in your story. Yes. She's trying to be main character. Duty, duty has main character energy now. Also, um, when when I had looked up the synopsis of the book, it is written by like there's a double story right where it's a story written by a man um yeah in the that's following yeah Yeah, in the yeah books canon so i'm wondering if that's gonna be today oh interesting Interesting. yeah and again we have not read the book so maybe in the book too it was today and i'm just not remembering correctly but either way i just i felt like that was an interesting piece uh that will it will it follow today i mean in a way he is writing the story uh you know by reporting on it right that's that's interesting Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I was reading a little bit about the author of the book, and she actually wrote the book in response to Gamergate, uh, oh. because she was a she was a woman in gaming, and she suffered, you know, because as, as for those that don't know, is Gamergate is kind of like a gatekeeping of men from from women in video games. As as women were getting more into the video game industry, they were being gatekept by men in the industry already. So she wrote the power kind of in response to that because of the injustice that she. Uh, she suffered at the time through Gamergate. So I thought that was a very interesting piece to put it. And it shows that like throughout history, there have been things that, you know, where women felt injustices, mm-hmm. like not just of today where we're definitely feeling it today, but it's, you could feel it at any time throughout history. Yeah. Agreed. So it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. And it is. Okay. And I looked it up. Uh, it, it was the man, the book within a book, right? Yeah. So the manuscript was submitted by yeah someone else, and it's supposed to be uh, Neil Adam uh, Armon to another author named Naomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but this was supposed to be like five thousand years after the power has emerged and the revolution happened. So I wonder if that's going to be Tunde, even though Tunde mm-hmm. is still in this book as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely that'll be cool to see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they get a call. <laughs> they are both uh, expected to be at the wedding, and they are not there. So they rush out to go to the wedding. Um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode. Uh, you know, like I said, anxious to see more. Anxious to get this kind of jump started and see more. I feel like we kind of slow burn. I want to move a little faster. Yes, agreed. Which again, um, I if we knew right the season two was confirmed mm-hmm. i think it'd be a different story but since we don't know and and especially with amazon prime things are weird so yeah. let's see or if we had 14 episodes instead of 10 oh, or, that's or true 12 too. instead of yeah. 10 i feel like we're moving at a good pace but now we we only have four episodes left and i want to get to a good spot and it looks like next week we're going to check back in on ali uh yes. and tunde is going to interact with uh with zoya and tatiana mm-hmm. Uh, and Declan also is going to be there apparently meeting with with Tunde, uh, so that's going to be interesting. But it seems like we're going to get mo- just going to move a little more, probably not a whole lot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see what is to come. Uh, Sasha, do you want to tell everybody what you're up to, where they can find you, all that good stuff? Yes, as always, I'll be over on Rama's website slash Mess Magnets covering pop culture, drama, everything fun with Kristen McKennis. And uh, I started a new podcast with Rob called uh, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, or that's what we're covering. But, you know, it's kind of big deck energy over on the Bravo Rahap Ups feed. So check that out. And I was a guest on 90 Day Fiance with Puya. Um, and I was on Big Brother, etc. Netflix, all of that. So just follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore 04 to just keep track of everything I'm doing. And what about you, Jason? Uh, you can find me just about every week over on A Perfect Match, the podcast where we talk about the show I'm ready for a site with my co-host Asia Welch. Check us out over there. We have a lot of fun. Uh, coming up, I do have a project in the works. I will be covering The Citadel with Marissa Garza. We will talk about that show that premieres on the 28th. Uh, so check us out as that comes out. Uh, this week, I will be on Nothing But Netflix. It'll be my turn to be on Nothing But Netflix. Yes. As we talk about a, a childhood passion of mine, uh, the 30th anniversary uh, Power Rangers uh, special. So I'll be talking about that over on Nothing But Netflix this week. Check me out there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at J-A-Y-R. Uh, until next week, uh, see you all later.